You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Podcast. Welcome in. It is the Sunday Morning Quarterback Podcast. Matt Wyatt on the Matt Wyatt Podcast. (laughs) That's my name. I'm actually at this very exact moment as I record this, driving my car out of the media parking lot at Davis Wade Stadium. Uh, The show is brought to you by Mississippi Land Bank. Mississippi Land Bank. You can visit them online at mslandbank.com. Great folks who understand farming, who understand the land business. If you're not a farmer, but you're in the market for the recreational property, you're a hunter, uh, it could be anything else like that. Uh, I just would encourage you to give Mississippi Land Bank a chance if you are in North Mississippi. Uh, good folks who will do things the right way. They are honest, and you'll be glad you met them and did business with them. The show also brought to you by Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Farm Bureau agents, your local agents, are your home team. They're the kind of folks that uh, you can, you know, you don't have to talk to somebody three states over or halfway across the country if you have an insurance question. You just talk to your local agent who's probably somebody that's a member of the community just like you are and, uh, you know, right there at home, went to the local high school, live right there in town. You can call them after hours, call them on the weekend, whatever it is. That's your local Farm Bureau agent. That's why they are the home team. Okay, so uh, there's a couple different ways that I could run down the action today around the SEC. Um, You know, um, I always kind of focus on Mississippi State. That's where I played. That's where I am a part of the radio crew and certainly will break down that game. Uh, I think I'll flip-flop it, though, and look at a few of the SEC games and then get into Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech and what we saw from them. Look ahead to the Alabama game for next week. So let's start right there, though, speaking of Alabama. Alabama thumps LSU tonight, 22 to nothing, I believe, was the final score. And, um, you know, it's going on while our game was going on. I was just following it during the commercial breaks, keeping up with the score periodically, uh, stuff like that. I did have my phone uh, in the broadcast booth kind of pulled up where I could watch some of the game as it was going on, but you can't really focus on it. So in terms of an X's and O's evaluation of that game, I can't give you that at this point just because I didn't get to pay attention to all that. Overall, though, a couple of things happened in the game that I thought would happen that I kind of talked about during the week on my radio show, which was, um, you know, as much as Alabama puts it in the air, If the ball is in the air that much, that long against that LSU secondary, they're going to get at least one of them, and they did. You know, he took that shot. I did see that. He got – he kind of – he scooted up, scrambled up into the pocket, was getting pressure from behind. Uh, Tua throws it down the field, and it did get picked off. So he threw his first interception of the year. Um, But that's about the only highlight in the game, it seemed like, for LSU is they limited – I mean, their defense is – Definitely the best defense that Alabama's played, and they limited Alabama to just 22 points. But, you know, again, going in, it was an LSU team that was averaging 30 points a game. Alabama's averaging 20 points a game in the first quarter going into that game. Winds up 22 to nothing because LSU couldn't move the ball against Alabama's defense, even in Baton Rouge. 
and frankly, I'm just not sure anybody's really surprised by that. Uh, LSU is talented. They are loaded in their defensive secondary. They got, you know, some really good players at receiver, but they're not a complete. They're not really a complete team. I, I don't think. I know the the resume said they were, and they definitely deserved, according to their resume, to be where they were, ranked in that top four. But I think you saw tonight that. They got some major flaws. Most teams do. It's just they're playing a team that doesn't seem to, or tonight they were anyway, that didn't seem to have any major flaws. In terms of the health of the quarterback and all that, I don't know. Did I, I mean, again, I just saw a little bit of that on Twitter. Don't know what the final prognosis is. But I know that Alabama, by way of that win, they've wrapped up the Western Division So they are in the SEC championship game now with three games left in the year. Well, obviously, guys, uh, I'm very proud of our team. Um, You know, we really wanted to make a statement in this game. A lot of people talking about our schedule and, um, you know, we have a lot of respect for LSU and their team. Um, And, you know, I think we played a a pretty complete game, you know, today, both sides of the ball. Uh, I'm sure there's always things that we can improve on, but um, we talked about controlling the line of scrimmage. I think we did that. Um, we did have a turnover on a long pass, but um, you know, I was really, really pleased with the explosive plays that we're able to make, the way we were controlled the tempo of the game on offense. You know, I think it took the crowd out of the game a little bit. The defense played really well. I mean, to shut out this team is really a pretty significant accomplishment, and um, you know, I think it shows the players that. When you're really focused on something and you got the right kind of mindset and intensity, um, everybody, there was going to be a choice that everybody had to make at some point in the game today uh, is whether they're going to keep fighting uh, or you know, they were going to surrender to the circumstances and the situation and playing out there. And even when we started early in the game, moved the ball up and down the field and didn't really cash in on the points um, and, you know, stubbed ourselves stubbed our toe a couple times, got some negative plays, missed executions, but didn't finish drives, but everybody just kept playing. Everybody made the choice to to keep playing and grinding, and uh, I think that was the key to us eventually getting control of the game in the second half, and, you know, Tua played really well. Uh, Damian Harris obviously had a great game. Najee had a great game. Um, You know, from an injury standpoint, um, Ruggs got Nobody knows for sure. I think kicked in the side of the leg. Um, X-rays were negative, um, so we think it's a bruise right now. But they'll they'll further evaluate that tomorrow. Not nausea, got an ankle sprain. Doesn't seem to be severe. Um, and I think that um, you know hopefully Jalen, who is just starting to turn the corner, um, has a little bit of trouble running, uh, but can actually throw and do things in the pocket. So hopefully he'll turn the corner and um, be ready next week. But Mac Jones would have been the backup quarterback today if we needed him. Coach, we'll open up to questions. They're having trouble here, and there's no mic in here, so you may have to speak up just a little bit. What, what did Tula show you on that? What did Tula show you on that touchdown run, considering that he's been dealing with a knee injury? Well, he doesn't have a knee injury anymore, and um, he, he's really recovered pretty well from that. Um, and he looked like he could run pretty well to me. So, but he's done that in practice. I think the time off, having a bye week, uh, really helped him a lot, but he's made progress every week. Uh, and I think part of it is, you know, regaining confidence. And I think, 
you know, making a run like that obviously gives you a lot of confidence. We got beat in a lot of scrimmage. Uh, we couldn't block their defensive line. 281 yards rushing for Alabama, 12 yards rushing for us. Just not a, not a very good night. And, uh, but you know what? We've got to move forward. We've got a chance to have a hell of a season. Uh, we're going to look at this, tell the truth Monday, get better, and on to Arkansas and finish very strong. This team has a chance to have a very good season, go to a big bowl, and that's what we're going to look forward to. Any questions? Our offensive line beat one on ones. We had max protection. We sliding. Those guys are beating us. They're stunting us. We tried everything we possibly could. Go full wise, max protection. We just got beat. Mississippi State will go to Tuscaloosa this coming weekend. Then Alabama has a cupcake prior to the Iron Bowl. Uh, they will face Georgia in the SEC championship game because Georgia wrapped up the Eastern Division today by just whipping up on Kentucky. I, I, you know, on the radio show this week, I picked Georgia to win, but I didn't think it would be as handily as they were able to do it. A couple of things, you know, Kentucky had the early fumble. That was kind of a killer. Just handed all the, they were already behind in the game, just handed all the momentum in that game to Georgia with that fumble. Then Benny Snell rolls his ankle and has to leave the game. And uh, you got to credit Terry Wilson. He was like, what was he? Uh, 23 of 26. He was doing all he could, I felt like, but just not enough. And the Kentucky defense got a little bit gashed there by the uh, got gashed by the Georgia running game. And I didn't see that coming either. I feel like Kentucky's defense is legitimately good, and uh, they just gave up a bunch of explosive plays in the run game. Is what it looked like anyway, according to what I could see of it. And hearing uh, Neil Price in the booth told me about the two players ejected for Kentucky, which certainly didn't help their effort. Certainly not Bunchy Stallings, but the cornerback as well getting ejected from the game. That's a tough deal for them. But um, that shapes it up. Georgia wins the East. Alabama clinches the West all on the same day. It's gonna get, you're going to get that matchup in the SEC title game. It's going to be a whole different challenge this year for Georgia in the title game than it was last year when they played Auburn. I think that pretty much goes without saying. Well, first off, I want to uh, say I give a lot of credit to Mark Stoops and his program, his team, what he's done here to create this kind of atmosphere and to have a game of uh, this magnitude in Lexington, Kentucky, says that you know the SEC is a tough place to play and that uh, some good coaches in this league. I've gotten to know Mark over the years, and this group of seniors he has is really – tremendous and they play really hard. Um, our kids continue to be resilient. I will say again, as I said many times, we are a work in progress. We make things extremely difficult at times. Um, but they just keep playing and they keep playing physical. Uh, a lot of credit goes to our offensive line today. To rush for 331 yards against anybody in the SEC is pretty tremendous. And our backs and tight ends did a big part of that as well as the receivers blocking. Um, you know, defensively, we, we felt like we had to stop the run early. We did that. Probably didn't finish the game like we wanted to and got a little conservative, but uh, you know, give them credit. They made some plays. But our kids play hard. We played really hard on special teams. Special teams are always a big part of the game. But when you lose players within a game and you're able to answer the bell and put other guys in, and Trey Hill grew up today. You know, Kendall Baker played a lot. And uh, we continue to plug and play guys, and, it, and it's shown that the depth is critical to our success on the offensive line. Really, you have to give credit to Georgia. They beat us uh, in all phases. 
really played a good football game. There's many things we will take from this. We can learn an awful lot. Um, definitely was not our best effort. Uh, it's not for a lack of trying. Our team really had a good week of preparation. They were excited to play. Um, did not execute at times. At times we got outmanned. We got, you know, we missed more tackles than I could remember. Um, you know, so they didn't execute a few things. But you got to give them credit. Uh, you've heard me talk for many times. It, you know, they're sitting there, and if they rush for 300 yards plus, you're not going to win very many games. So obviously, we got to get back and fundamentally get better. I thought they moved us. I thought they made us miss. Uh, they did a nice job with their pinch sets, bouncing it, our run support. There's a lot of things we, we could do better. And uh, again, a lot of that has to do with them. That's why they do that to a lot of people. Uh, what they do is, is complicated, and uh, it's, it's you know, difficult to defend with some athletes that they have in space. So uh, we'll, we'll get better. Uh, our team will get back on track, and we'll be excited to be at, uh, back to work on Monday. Elsewhere around the league, Auburn come from behind win, beats Texas A&M. 14 points in the fourth quarter. Both those scores were late, late, late fourth quarter to late drives on what is, I guess, sort of like the last two possessions for Auburn, two meaningful possessions, to come from behind down by 10 late in that game and come from behind and win it. And it's a really neat moment for Jarrett Stidham. He played well, made the plays. They love him again, all that kind of stuff. He's just the latest example of something I have said about, you know, the way people are critical of athletes is that the players, you're never branded in your worst moment. In your lowest moment, you're not tattooed with some kind of permanent deal of, well, you're bad in this moment, therefore you're bad permanently. And it's not work, it doesn't work that way if you keep on trying and fighting and scratching and clawing and playing. And look at Jarrett Sidham after all the criticism he's been through this year. People wanting him benched. His own fans wanting him benched and all this kind of stuff. He's the problem. Uh, he plays his tail off at home in a big SEC game. And even though they were favored, it's kind of upset. I mean, A&M ranked, Auburn not. So that's a really big win for them. Jarrett, in a game where Texas A&M won so many of the categories statistically, how did Auburn find a way to win this game? Found a way. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, all year we've we faced all sorts of adversity. And, uh, you know, th these guys really wanted it. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it came down to. Had some guys make plays, and uh, we got the win. You get the ball back with about two minutes to go, down three. What's going through your mind? Get the ball to my playmakers. Uh, I trusted that offensive line. They did a great job protecting me. And uh, I was just trying to get it to those guys and l let them make plays, and, and sure enough, they did. You did that in Ryan Davis. How would you describe the plays he was able to make after you got him the ball? No, Ryan, he's a, he's a special player for a special reason. Um, he, can, he can do a lot of things. And, uh, I, I, man, I'm super proud of him, the rest of the guys, defense, special team, everybody. I mean, I'm so, so, so proud of these guys. This team talked about winning November. How does this win set up the rest of the month? Absolutely, just like last year. You know, you had to, you had to start off with A&M. Uh, same thing this year. So it's great to, to be, be in this building, be in the stadium in front of you know, the greatest fans in the country and get a, get a solid win. Jared, thank you. Appreciate it. The South Carolina Ole Miss game seemed like a very entertaining one. No defense at all to speak of on either side. None. No resistance really for either offense. It was just back and forth sort of tennis match. 
And I guess South Carolina's defense just made about one more play than Ole Miss's did in the game. Got off the field at the right time. Got the ball back for the offense. Offense goes and wins it. South Carolina is, uh, you know, they're not a great football team, but Jake Bentley really made some nice throws. And Ole Miss, they're not a great football team. And they're just great at receiver. And uh, they really threaten you that way with the pass. Both teams put up all those yards. Both teams way up over 40 points with South Carolina getting that road win. So that's huge for them. Confidence boost for them. And another punch in the gut for Ole Miss, a game you feel like you could have, should have, would have, but defensively couldn't couldn't get it done against their receivers at South Carolina. You know, we were, we were down to about our sixth or seventh safety. Uh, linebackers, we were short. They were playing a bunch of snaps. They were really good offensively. Uh, Jordan was on fire. We had good coverage at times. He threw some really good balls. Give Ole Miss credit, uh, but, but I really want to give our guys credit because they fought their guts out, won the fourth quarter. Hey, given all the injuries to your defense, you made some crucial stops down the end. How'd you do it? Well, you know, we, we played a little more man coverage and we pressured a little bit more than we had early in the game. You know, I thought T-Rob did a nice job adjusting some things and uh, I'm just real proud of our team. The injuries also bit your running backs. You're down to your fourth string. What can you say about the job that Mon Denson did? Uh, outstanding. Huge run there. But we got a lot of confidence in Mon. We don't look at him as a fourth string. He's a starter to me. Thank you, Coach. All righty. Thank you. Tough, tough loss today. Um, kids, uh, it makes it tough when you know the kids left it all on the field. And, uh, and they battled. They battled their guts out. And uh, we didn't make the plays that we needed to make. When in a game like that, there's going to be a thousand different things that we can point to that could have changed the game. Um, they made the plays they needed to make, and we didn't. But uh, a lot of disappointed young men in that locker room that left it all on the field. And I uh, just appreciate them and appreciate Rebel Nation for showing up today. I thought the crowd was awesome. I thought we fed off the energy, and uh, it kept us in the game. So really, really grateful to everybody that showed up today. And um, uh, just, but, 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 a, but a disappointing loss. Matt, I know you haven't had a chance to see the film. You guys had three quarters where you just dominated offensively, and in the fourth quarter, you had 18 total yards. Have you had a, any, any kind of a sense of what went wrong? No, we're calling the same plays. Uh, you know, just uh, first down production, it would just from me being out there, um, first down production was huge. Uh, we, we took a couple of shots, so it was second and 10 instead of handing it off. Um, that's the, we got behind the chains, and uh, a couple of times we had a receiver slip and had to take a sack. Uh, just, but, but again, we'll have to look at the tape. But, but first down production uh, in, in the fourth quarter was not good. Matt, um, defensively, did y'all get better in the open date? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think you always get better week to week. I mean, when, when anybody, they, but when you give up uh, 48 points, it's hard, it's hard to say that. But I do think um, the kids were out there working. They gave us a chance to win the football game. They, they bowed their neck on fourth and one. And we had the, we had the football with a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. And uh, so I thought they fought their good. There's obviously a lot of things that we can clean up, too many easy plays, deep balls, and the kickoff return that, that ended up being the difference in the game. Did you notice a common thread in some of the red zone struggles that, that carried over into this week, I guess particularly early in the game? Y'all had the first four, y'all had one touchdown, but y'all had a couple field goals and a turnover. Was it anything? That yeah, you yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, again, in a game like this, you can point to a lot of different things. I, I thought uh, we had, we dialed up a lot of good stuff in the red zone and uh, thought thought the plan was good. Uh, even on the ones we didn't, I thought the ball was going to the right place and we, we had a drop here or drop there. So I thought the plan was good and we executed well. And uh, just uh, in the fourth quarter, we didn't didn't uh, finish. Then you have Mississippi State Law Tech tonight. And what I saw there was, 
um, a state team that has committed, they look to me to be fully committed as players and everything they've bought in to the offensive philosophy of uh, reading it, RPOing it, and not being afraid to force that sucker down the field some and make them cover down the field. Tonight it really worked out. Four touchdown passes for Nick Fitzgerald. All four were really uh, smart decisions and good throws, I felt like. The last one with 30 seconds left before half, yeah, it's a, a short route. It's a slant, but it required a very accurate, very um, high you know, uh, uh, velocity throw for Nick Fitzgerald because, I mean, it was absolutely a 98-mile-an-hour fastball to get it in that window before the safety could get over there. We saw the replay. The safety was so close. I mean, he effectively had his hand on the ball anyway. It was so close. But Nick threw it so hard, it just goes right through there. And Jesse Jackson able to get the catch, which was really neat to see him in the end zone. Glad he had that moment. Defensively, very, very good. Played a bunch of people at the end. State has now given up two touchdowns in the last 51 quarters of football, which is insane to play that many quarters of football and not give up more than two touchdowns. It's really, really crazy. And one of those was after an interception where they returned it. LSU returned it down a three-yard line. (laughs) So you started that possession three yards away. So it's just incredible what that defense is doing. They're so deep. Proud of our program, and uh, you know, thought it was a, a a good another good home win, and excited that we got such great fan support as well. Coach, last week you had Osiris and Stephen kind of step up in the receiving game. Tonight you got a lot of different guys involved with Dedrick and Justin Johnson. Just what's that add to the passing game when you have different guys like that step up? Yeah, I, I think that's part of. Uh, what allows us to, to be effective and explosive is the versatility of it. And uh, went into the week saying we wanted to get the slots and the tight ends a little bit more involved, and we were able to do that. And uh, when a defense has to defend the length and the width of the field and you're able to spread it out amongst all the uh, ball carriers and, and get the ball dispersed, uh, it, it makes them hard to kind of shut down one person. So uh, it was good to get the, the slots and the tight ends involved, and, and I, I think that makes us all the more difficult to defend. Quickly, Aris was Aris didn't play in the first half, but he was on the field quick in, in the third quarter. Was there a reason he didn't play in the first half? Yeah, there, yeah, there was an accountability issue uh, during the week, so uh, you know, that, that that's part of developing a uh, a championship culture. And uh, you know, he understood, he knew the reasons why, and uh, you know, he had to sit out for half, and then we got him rolling in, in the third quarter. And y'all were. Y'all benefited from a lot of yards after the catch, a lot of nice plays from receivers in, in open space. Has that been a priority with the receiver group recently, and why do you think that they were able to do that tonight? Yeah, well, you know, one of the base tenets of, of our offense is um, attempting to get our speed in space, uh, for, for lack of a better term, whether it's the running backs, you know, like we did with Kyle in the pass game or, or any of the receivers or, or, or Nick in the run game. And uh, you, you don't want to – you don't want it to be a phone booth game. You want it to be an open field game because, uh, you know, tackling, tackling, open field tackling is a, is a hard thing to do. So the more we can spread it out and get people in space with, uh, you know, the athletes we have, we think that um, makes us, like I said, difficult to defend. You talk about effort and execution all the time. Effort comes to mind when I saw what you guys were doing in the first half. Jesse Jackson had a couple effort plays. Kylan Hill, obviously. How instrumental was that in, in sort of jumping out to that big lead that you guys got out to? That was one of the things that, that we um, – 
talked about last night and today right before the game is that uh, we needed to start fast and, and knock the belief out of these guys. You know, having you know been at a group of five school at Akron, and you know when you're in FCS school and you get a chance to play up, you know these guys come in with a chip on their shoulder and want to be able to prove that you know they belong here and can play against SEC talent. And the longer you let them in the game, you know the harder it's going to be to win. And you know we saw that at LSU. Uh, you know, the LSU La Tech game. So uh, our kids have prepared well all year. I think our practices have been excellent. I think, you know, our effort has been a constant as well. But I think what we're seeing as the season has progressed, you know, particularly on the offensive side of the ball has improved execution. I think it's been, you know, somewhat uh, steady on defense. But I think every game we come out, we're getting a little bit better. Nick Fitzgerald on a, a pretty nice night for you, 107 yards rushing, 243 yards in the ground. What keyed another balanced performance from you? Uh, you know, we, we had a game plan. We were going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of balance running past like we were last week. Uh, you know, had guys going out there getting open and put the ball where it needed to be. We've talked about now back-to-back -back performances for you where you've quieted the critics. What has been the difference? Uh, you know, just sitting down with Coach Moorhead uh, during last week and uh, really just kind of talking about not overthinking things and then just kind of trusting in the process that we've been going through all week. Uh, you know, go out there and play. And, you know, that's what I've done. Uh, stack two good games on top of each other and, you know, hopefully make a third. A tough road test next week at Alabama. What's the focus for you guys this week? Absolutely. Uh, you know, don't change up anything that we've been doing. Uh, you know, practice exactly the same as we have. Uh, you know, don't don't press, you know, just because we're playing them. Uh, but obviously, you know, have supreme focus. You know, have have great great days of practice, and uh, you know, go handle the environment. Thank you. Congrats on a good night, Nate. Appreciate it. And I will tell you that if you have any questions or anything you want me to uh, discuss about it, feel free to send me a message, and we can do that. I can take a look and maybe answer an interesting question or two. And, uh, so there's several ways to do that. You can tweet me at Radio Wyatt. You can send it to me that way. You can message me on Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. And um, uh, Twitter. Just, did I say that already? At Radio Wyatt on Twitter. This is a good way to get in touch with me. And uh, If you have a question or a comment or anything like that, uh, feel free to let her rip. Okay. All right, um, looking ahead, State's going to play Alabama next week. It's in Tuscaloosa. And, you know, is there a dynamic of Alabama having locked up the West where their focus would not be as, as laser as usual? I kind of doubt it. I mean, and the primary reason is because it's a Nick Saban team. He is a, a master psychologist. Is that the right word? Yeah. He just... It does such a good job of having a team that never has those letdowns, and you know, and and I can confidently say that the LSU defense tonight, and then the state defense next week, are probably going to be the two best defenses that Alabama will face all year. Even after these games, they get in the playoff and go play in the national title game. They still are probably going to face the two toughest defenses they'll see all year. Tonight in Baton Rouge and next week in Tuscaloosa when State goes in there. The thing for me is, you know, where are your points going to come from if you're Mississippi State? What is that plan? Um, do you, you know, really pare it down to the things that you're very good at and successful and just go run that? Or do you kind of open it up, spread it around like they've done the last two ball games against A&M and tonight against La Tech? 
I will be very interested to see. But I imagine the thought is probably that, you know, in order to score and um, have a chance, I mean, you're not going in there to keep it close. You're not going in there to be competitive. In order to go in there and have a chance to pull off the upset, you got to chunk that sucker down the field some and try to hit those explosive plays in the pass game. And, um, you know, it may be good timing in that you're starting to see those two outside receivers, Stephen Gidry and Osiris Mitchell, kind of come into their own a little bit. The offense is so much better uh, the last two weeks. Of course, the Alabama defense will be an entirely different challenge, not even like in the same ballpark type of challenge. Um, I thought State's plan tonight against Louisiana Tech was really good on offense. You know, early on, the scripted plays worked really well. The little flip it out there to the tight end turns into a huge play. Uh, Defensively, blitz packages, that kind of stuff. They got caught a couple times again on screens to the outside where they just quick. They didn't quick enough feel that they were being turned loose intentionally on their pass rush and try to peel back because it was a screen and all that kind of stuff. And it got them again, kind of like it did against A&M. This time, though, it didn't result in a touchdown or, or you know, any big-time first downs in the red zone, which was big for State's defense. So, um, thought they did a pretty good job. Thought they did a really solid job all night long. So, um, there you go. Oh, and the other game I didn't mention in the SEC being Florida and Missouri. I did not see Florida being able to, uh, or or I did not see uh, Missouri being able to go to Florida and hold that Florida offense under under 20 points like that. I, you know, I didn't see it coming. You knew that Missouri's offense definitely capable of scoring points and moving the ball on Florida. Uh, with Drew Locke, if he gets hot and he's feeling it that day and seeing it and reading things clearly and good and calm in his own skin, he's as good as anybody in the country. And he proved that tonight or today from Missouri. So they're not surprised that on a good day they score points on a good Florida defense. Not surprised by that. But it is kind of surprising that the offense was so stagnant. And then they have a quarterback change at Florida in the third quarter which, honestly, that never happened at State when Dan was the head coach at State, if you think about it. So it's kind of new for him, a quarterback change in the middle of the game that didn't necessarily pay off. Well, it didn't because you lost the game. Obviously disappointing performance by us today, and a lot of that, that's all on the coaches. That's on us coaches. Uh, I don't think we played very well at all uh, with attention to detail, our sense of urgency. In our execution, and that is that that's all about coaching. So we got to do a much better job, all three phases, and that's all three phases that's offense, um, you know, that's defense, and that's special teams. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, you know, you look at us with, with penalties, uh, not real pleased with that. Situational football, uh, we're horrific on third down on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, and they go back to the penalties. I'm sorry, penalties, big special teams penalties. No game-changing special teams plays. Uh, in fact, negative special teams plays most of the night. Um, poor execution on offense. And, you know, uh, I think we got out-physicaled on defense. And that's, that has a lot to do 
again, with coaching, with us making sure that we're very physical uh, football team. And so we have to, uh, we have to get that fixed uh, from us. Now, Missouri, though, is an excellent football team. Uh, give them credit. They got, I, I think, I've always said, one. I think he probably best quarterback in the SEC. Uh, you know, and you saw a team, and I, I kept saying, I'm preaching to our guys. You know, they've, they've lost some close games this year. And they've done it, and they've made mistakes in those games. What happens when they don't make mistakes? What happens when they don't get the big penalties in the red zone? What happens when they don't turn the ball over and finish there? You know, we didn't create a turnover. Um, all, all the little things you need to do to win a football game or not, you know, that we, we did do early in the year. Um, there, there's really not a magic wand. I know everybody thinks there is. You just follow the plan to win. Play great defense. We didn't do that. They did. Win the turnover battle. We didn't create any turnovers. I don't do we didn't turn it over either, but so we didn't win the turnover battle, right? Red zone scoring. Uh, you know, got to get touchdowns every time you have a red zone. We didn't do that. All right, send me those questions. I'll try to answer them. I appreciate you tuning in to the Sunday Morning Quarterback Podcast presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. And also brought to you by Farm Bureau, Mississippi Farm Bureau, favorites.com. Go to favorites.com and go with the home team. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. See ya.